0: Welcome to a 518 film house. Um, my name is Alex and this is my friend Joe, and we are going to be your hosts for the podcast. Welcome to the inaugural episode. Um, this is our first endeavor into podcasting. We have recently been working on a YouTube channel, 518 Post Game, if you would like to check that out. That is mostly dedicated to um, video game content, mostly um, PlayStation videos and things. But one other big thing that we have in common and something that we've shared a mutual interest in before we even really talked about video games is movies. So this podcast is really dedicated to the films, the film industry, and we will at times probably be talking about television. Basically just you know, visual arts as a medium really is kind of what we're going to be working on in the podcast. So Joe, do you have anything you wanted to kind of talk about before we just kind of jump into the stuff we were talking about earlier? Yeah, I think, you know, um, throughout our
1: relationship as friends, of course, mm-hmm. um, we have kind of grown closer over movies. I think it's always been, you know, we were, ca- like, we were like somewhat friends when we first met each other in college, but it was like through going to the movies for like double headers of movies, like of Oscar nominated movies, Mm-hmm. that we really started to, um, you know, really get to know each other and, um, it definitely helped create a bond.
0: Yeah. And then there was the, uh, the Westerns film class we took together in the communications sure, yeah. department at college too. Um, exactly. so, um, I guess for, with that, I mean, a little background, um, on me, you know, undergrad, I have two minors, one in, um, communications and the other in, um, English Film and New Media, and a lot of the courses I would take um, focused on um, films in terms of um, like retrospection, introspection, and um, taking looks at specific genres or just the history of filmmaking, and I took a couple of film classes in high school, so really I've, I've been really interested in films since high school, but even before that, I really started going to theaters almost religiously in 2008. And I uh, we we talked about having um kind of a separate podcast for talking about our foundations in movies, but that's kind of um, you know, getting uh, a little bit on the surface with it. I guess Joe, when what uh what kind of background do you have in terms of like instead of just you know going to theaters like anything you've taken or when your interest started? Yeah, my interest started really um with my dad.
1: Uh, it would be a weekly trip to the movie theater. If not biweekly, we would we would go to movies all the time. My dad still does go to movies all the time, and we 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 still do go together once in a while. Uh, but really, just uh, and, and he has an extensive DVD collection. So I grew up with uh, in a household that cared about movies and cared about you know mm-hmm. um, using movies as a primary uh, form of entertainment um, along with television. Um, then in college we met, uh, well, we already met, but we got to know each other, me and you through our Western film class. Um, I've also taken cinemas, lit classes in high school Mm -hmm. and other forms. Um, but I've always been fascinated with, you know, TV and movies and, uh, sketch comedy and just, uh, in general acting as a, uh, form of entertainment and art, um, in high school I was you know briefly in a sketch comedy uh club oh very cool but, yeah mm-hmm. um but I've always been kind of interested in just the form this idea of acting
0: um yeah I also yeah. love theater so I think you know and I think one of the main things we're going to talk about today right is um the COVID-19 pandemic and its effect on um the movie theater and the film industry and I think for me I think I feel like you've heard me say it a bunch of times. I feel like I think it every day. I'm like, damn, you know, I really want to go to the movies, yeah. you know. And luckily, you know, we're based in, like, upstate New York, and we have a lot of drive-in theaters around, and we were able to go to one, was it two weekends ago? Yeah, two um, weekends ago, um, we saw The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah.
1: And then we would have seen Black Panther, but um, I didn't got <laughs> that for the first one. Yeah,
0: but old, uh, old as shit over here, I need neither- <laughs> Need to get to yeah, sleep I didn't again. go home. Yeah, like, I, I mean, can't be doing it. I can't be doing this. You know, I got I've got a fifteen month old at home and luckily my you know my parents were able to watch her that night but still it was like I gotta capitalize on this sleep. But it was yeah. just it was it was nice to even though it was a movie I've seen many times to just have that that experience. Um
1: there's I see. Yeah. I think sleep in general has been my enemy against movies. You know, I just fall asleep a lot now that I'm older uh, and you know this. The Mm -hmm. other, let's see, two weeks ago, you introduced me to uh, Cinema Paradiso. Yeah. And I fell asleep about maybe like, I don't know, maybe halfway through the film. Mm -hmm. Um, Then uh, this week, we watched a great film, a really cool film called The Report on Amazon. Amazon Prime, um, and I thought it was really awesome, but I still fell asleep, so it really does not matter at my age. Uh, if I have not taken a nap during the day and we watch a movie at night, I'm probably
0: falling asleep, whether I like it or not. Well, I, think, I think one of the biggest things that we started doing, and it was kind of short-lived because of the pandemic, but um, our main movie theater uh, locally is, the, is, is a Regal, and we both purchased you know the Regal Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were going, what, like once, once or twice a week. Yeah. I'm just I was trying movie. to get my money's worth. And yeah. <laughs> every week, you know, Joe would get a monster, right. <laughs> right before we oh, go yes. in. So then you would stay awake through it. Yeah. Um, that was a good habit. That was, that was really healthy. Yeah. I love, I love that. Yeah. Um, going weekly. Um, it was amazing. I mean, normally it was, uh, in the summer weekly was like the big thing. And then once, um, you know, uh, my daughter was born, it was like, it's really hard to get out of the house. So luckily we were able to go kind of at what it was like the 10 or 10 or 11 o'clock showings. Yeah. It was usually
1: like Thursdays at nine or 10 PM. We'd find a way to get there. Mm -hmm. And then I might like throw in an extra movie during the weekend, just to get my money's worth of Regal Unlimited. There were like, there was like a month or two where I saw maybe like eight to 10 movies in a month. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there'd be months where I didn't see that many. So Regal unlimited was good. Some months, not so good
0: other months. It's it's a pretty solid platform, I think, because um, I mean, we we used it to like its benefit, right? Because oh, yeah. like it's what, like twenty five a month, and if you see at least two movies within that you month, basically it, paid it, for it, it. it paid for itself with the thirteen seventy yeah. yeah. a ticket. But then you've got other people that might you know buy it and then see like one movie. So Regal's still making money off of it. Yeah. Um. Not to mention if you want to bring a date. Yeah. And then it also, I think it really um, kind of pushed us to see some things that maybe we wouldn't have in theaters because yeah. of the cost. So mm-hmm. like, like the last movie we saw right before the whole, I think it was like a week oh, before yeah. it was, was the way back with the main uh-huh. man, Ben Affleck. And that's a, be that's a future Oscar winning film. Hey, you know, and I mean, <laughs> I really want to talk about what that's going to look like this oh year gosh. too. I yeah. mean, cause right. I mean, th- the industry is is really, I feel like they're playing a the game of chicken when it comes to all of this because of, I feel like you know so like, Christopher Nolan and Warner Brothers are really just saying you know screw it. Yeah, um, they're
1: they're the rooster, they're that aggressive
0: right. chicken. Because yeah. yeah. traditionally, and I mean, there's been this huge, there's been a, a slow paradigm shift in it over the past like five to eight years, but the domestic market with mm-hmm. the United States, they've been the primary. Money maker for films, and all of a sudden, you know, like China has been coming up in the foreign market. Yeah. Like in, uh, studios are able to 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 um, push films in other areas to make money. And I think mm-hmm. because I think I think if this pandemic Joe happened like six years ago, yeah. Tenant probably would just be getting pushed and pushed and pushed until America got the got COVID under control.
1: Because
0: right. it's not like you can release you could have released it in China and would have been huge um like sure you're gonna have a slow build Mm -hmm. like i feel like you're not gonna see movie numbers like we have for a while i've been thinking about it like even if we get out like when we get out of this right and then there's a vaccine and everything i think people are still going to be precautionary about things that have some sort of potential risk for it it's like i feel like the last time that i'm for a for a while that I'm going to go to a theater and it's going to be like Endgame is going to be f- far into the future. I feel like... You movies would be a b- pretty baller
1: movie. Yeah. to like, for- like Bad Boys, the next Bad Boys. <laughs> Bad Boys 4, right? <laughs> yeah, you know? the last Bad Boys was good. You need to see it. It's probably you don't need to see best- the other Bad Boys. It's probably
0: going to win Best Picture, so I mean, I'm mean, i going to have to watch It's going it, to be up for it, at least. You know, so- Way
1: back in them and Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog are going to be
0: mm-hmm. fighting it out. Well, that's so- th- I, mean, I feel like if it comes down to like we're in November, right? And mm-hmm. one, I mean, the Academy has that weird rule where it has to be at least like a two-week run in like X amount of cities. And it's typically like, you know, like a couple theaters in New York City and then in Los Angeles. And then it qualifies you for the run to, you know, be nominated. I think maybe they'll be able to do that, but I think you're going to see a huge push to those films that studios want you know, in the race to go to these streaming services. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot, I think what's really going to be really interesting with that is that there's going to be more accessibility to these like prestige art house movies. Right. Right. Um, That normally are in that limited rollout and then come, I mean, Oscars have been better recently than in the past with films that a lot of people have seen or eager to see and that come out in a lot of theaters, but there've been times even since I've you know moved up here during and after college that I've had to go to the, to the spectrum mm-hmm. to see a film that was up because it was in such a limited run. Um, so I think that's, unfortunately that's going to be pretty cool is that, you know, you're going to be able to, to see those. But then again, you know, I mean, looking at what's going on with like Disney plus in Mulan where it's, yeah, thirty thirty bucks to rent it. You, I mean, it it doesn't stay on your service for you, from what I've been reading.
1: No, um, no, it's it'd like be, it's like, it'd be a rent. Yeah, yeah,
0: thirty. I mean, it makes sense, thirty dollars. Because let's say like, I, like my household right now has three people in it. Mm-hmm. If I took all of us to see it at Regal, outside of my unlimited. That's like forty bucks, for the ten for the three tickets.
1: You know, I know Trolls Two did very well. Um, on demand by uh, renting on demand, yeah, with a similar cost, I believe too. Um, now, is it requiring you to have a Disney Plus subscription in order to rent it?
0: That I have not specifically read on. Mm-hmm. I believe I think you I think you have to because like, yeah, can you even get into that interface without paying for it? I don't think so.
1: Probably not. No. So I mean, but if you're but getting
0: I'm, Mulan, you probably have that service anyways. You Disney know? Plus has really kind of really thrived in quarantine, which is interesting yeah. because I, I remember a lot of people saying that um, they were going to get Disney plus for like the Mandalorian. And then they were going to drop the subscription yeah. until the season two. But now because we're just, most of us have been just stuck at home.
1: It's mm-hmm. like,
0: well, when I have this other cheaper service that has this whole library of media and I mean a lot of kid friendly stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, Cause uh, there's times during the day where pff, I got to pop something on for Luna cause I just, yeah, I've got, I'm either, I'm either working or we've just been playing and it's like, we're both kind of exhausted with each other. So, um, I'm just, I'm interested in the long um,
1: changes. To this.
0: Yeah. Th- cause I, I think as hard as movie theaters are pushing to come back, yeah. um, and, and people in the industry, specifically Christopher Nolan, because he's a huge advocate of theaters. I mean, I, f- I feel like I share a lot of his similar views and values in it because it's like it's this magical place for me. It's, it's mm-hmm. where it's a, it's a place I yearn to go like weekly. Um, yeah. And I can't wait to, you know, bring Luna there. And you know, I know that by the time she's going to be able to understand what's going on, we'll be out of this pandemic. But I think really it's going to it's going to change the, the market. We've already yeah. been moving towards streaming and accessibility at home. And and even though movies are making a lot of money, it's mainly because of the inflation there. Like, the, every year they sell less tickets, even though they might be making more money. Less people are going. And it's yeah. really those event films that push it, that push tickets. Like, Endgame is, like, the last time that I was, you know, I had to fight for seats. Or, like... <laughs> Me and my wife went and saw it within 24 hours twice. And mm-hmm. both times it was like in in, in the Crossgates Regal, like I'm standing like out near Johnny Rockets on the second night trying to get, get a ticket. Um, But outside of those event movies, it's not like Little Women was pushing <laughs> a lot of people know. in, right? You know, so it's, uh, I think you're going to see, movies run more like they did in like the eighties where like, let's say when black widow comes out, it's not like huge for two weekends. It's like big for four months
1: Mm. because
0: you're at like 33 or 50% capacity in theaters. Or even if you can be a hundred percent, I feel like not a lot of people are going to want to take advantage of that, but they'll say, okay, maybe I'll go the third week because maybe not a lot of people are going to see it. Right. I mean, that that's that's I'm just trying to predict what I, I feel like even my own thoughts on it are going to be like, yeah. I would, I'd love to go to the movie theater right now. But in terms of safety, I don't know if I would jump up and go the first day. Right. Yeah, I don't
1: know. Let uh, a few other people take the take the chance <laughs> first. Right. Uh, now, which parties do you think would like for this kind of format to happen? to have $30 rentals at home instead of the movie theater. Do you think there are any parties within the movie industry that want that? Or do you think that most parties would want it to come back to theaters?
0: I think you'll see the more family friendly mm-hmm. entertainment do that. So I, th- I think, I think you can see Disney doing it with select things. Like they yeah. really wanted people to see more on in theaters, which is why they pushed it. And then it's just like, we got to get this out. Yeah. Um, and- I Like, obviously, I mean, of course, you got Christopher Nolan in, in his IMAX um, filmmaking style where it's kind of really advantageous to see Tenet the way it was filmed. And that's mm-hmm. why he's, he's pushing the, the theatrical release. But I, I don't I, I wouldn't outside of that see a movie like Tenet where it's this like either a new IP or this like tentpole feature go on for 30 bucks because mm. I mean, like me and Brittany would probably watch it, but I feel like I'd really contemplate is it worth thirty dollars? Because it, I, I mean, I buy movies. I'm looking at my I'm sitting in my movie theater downstairs right now, and mm-hmm. I've got I've got shelves of them. I feel like I'd spend thirty dollars to own it rather than to to rent it. Um,
1: right, but if you only have the option to if you only have the option, rent it for thirty, see, there's yeah, that, that's what they're that's why they're keeping that alive. They don't want right. you to buy it. They don't want you to own it right away. Yeah.
0: I got yeah. like, I got like a
1: mental world road, roadblock because
0: yeah, I I I shell out twenty I, before Regal Unlimited I was shelling out twenty seven dollars for me yeah. and her to go to the movies and now I'm here sitting I'm not going to pay thirty to rent it at home I, but I think it's it's the experience like I, I mean well, I you're got, paying for the baby's ticket obviously right yeah you know she's going to love Tenant you know, I've already showed her <laughs> yeah, Memento and, and Insomnia and Pulp Fiction even you know, I've shown her all of those but oh yeah. I mean, and I've got I've got I've got a decent sized TV, 4K upstairs, but it's not the same. I think that's I think that's where I'm like I, I'd happily pay thirty dollars to see it in IMAX or even just a regular screen mm-hmm. at the Regal because yeah. I'm, I'm I'm getting that experience there. Where at home I can try to manipulate it, but I don't have the space mm-hmm. or the budget to to replicate it exactly. Right. Um, so I don't, uh, I like I said, I think it's going to be just mostly the anybody that has family friendly stuff. I mean, we saw it with trolls, like you said, right? We're Scoob with Mulan, Scoob, right? It's all kids movies. Um, yeah, because
1: kids don't care, and also right. parents probably would prefer the home anyways. Yeah, with the kids because they don't want their kids to be talking the whole time, ruin everyone else's experiences. They look like the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, you know, mm-hmm.
0: um, they're not all like you know Luna, right? You know, it's not, it's not parish. like, um, it's not like they, they brought quiet place part two on a streaming. Oh my God. They moved it imagine? to labor day and then they moved it indefinitely. Wow. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, you, you got Wonder Woman two supposed to come out in October. Now it's what set for, yeah, it's set for, is it still set for October? It's still, still set for Andy? October. Things haven't really moved. Yeah. I mean, you got, you got this Russell Crowe on Hiddens coming out this week. Oh my gosh. Which, like, me going. <laughs> which <laughs> like I said, you know, I'm a, I'm on my he favorite. Can site.
1: To, he can
0: happen to anyone, is the tagline. Yeah, yeah. I'm on Box Office Mojo right now, and there's an yeah. ad. And it's it's num, number one movie in the world. And then you click on the on the numbers, and I didn't. Even, it opened limited last week oh in some gosh. theaters. It's it six hundred thousand domestic, eight million international.
1: All right, all right. That, that almost covers his pay. Maybe I
0: don't know. Yeah, here it's decent. Um, yes. I, I feel like that's a that's an unlimited
1: movie, right? I feel like we would have seen it. Yeah, we might, we might've gone. I haven't seen a trailer for it, but if I saw a trailer and it seemed kind of funny and bad, then I might like just go unlimited and go for it. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you got to go unlimited. Yeah. Um, Speaking of going unlimited now in New York, we're not going to be able to see these films, but we have some films coming up, uh, you know, and this is like, what's going to be bringing theaters back. These films are what's bring are, are bringing theaters back in certain areas
0: of the United States Just not in our area. Yeah. And some of the, I was looking at the Regal list today Mm -hmm. and it's super interesting because I mean, I haven't recently in this week kept up with the COVID numbers, but Mm -hmm. to to my knowledge, it's still really bad in like Texas and Florida, right? You know, they're going to go to a theater. Well, I mean, the the amount of theaters opening in those states is massive compared to the other states that are on the list. I mean, there was at least twenty plus for Florida that are opening up as early as tomorrow. Um, That's where you're gonna make your money. I guess, but I mean, I feel like it's a disservice to. I mean, how you're gonna make your money this weekend, and then when? But how long? Yeah. But but you know, somebody goes in that theater, or a couple people that might have it. They're not respected. You shut it down real quick. Yeah, I mean, the guidelines are. I mean, you got to read in between the lines. And I mean, I saw one of the the videos they posted on their Facebook because like I for some reason thought when, you know, Cuomo said the gyms were good, that, okay, that must mean movie theaters are. But those are still indefinite. Um, So I was looking at what the um, rules were going to be in the guidelines at Regal just to, you know, be on the up and up with it. And one of them was you had you were required all guests are required to wear. Uh, mask it at um, all times and in the auditorium, they can take it off only when they're eating and drinking. So mm. the, I mean, it says you can have it off in the auditorium when you're eating and drinking, but that means that if mm-hmm. you're not eating or drinking, you're expected to have your mask on. Right. Where I feel like people are going to go in there and say, okay, cool, I'm in the auditorium. Boom. It's, all, it's like I'm in my car and my mask is off, right? Mm. So... I'm just, I mean, I'm interested to see. It. I, I want to be optimistic about it because I want it to be successful. But, um, and I mean, really, we'll see. Unhinged opens this week, right? And then, boom, Tenant comes out September third, third, right? Yeah, um, right in time for Labor Day, which the right. I've always right. dreamed about. If I ever, you know, made it big and I was making a blockbuster movie, I would, I would, I was. I think I was ahead of my time, honestly, because this was like in 2012, but I was like, mm-hmm. why don't um, studios target uh, unusual weekends for big movies? Right. Like, they always stuck to like November, December, and then, you know, May, June and July. But then all of a sudden, right. like, they started, like, I'm trying to think of what really broke the mold. Um, I, I believe mean, it was uh, Venom. Yeah, right. In October. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, well... I mean, <laughs> made like a billion dollars or something. Even further back, I mean, you have the Hunger Games opening in March to $158 million. Yeah, those, um, those book yeah. movies are weird, I feel like. You um, know, I
1: feel like book movies will take a chance because they know they got that audience. But they also want to find that pocket where they can get
0: the big audience. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, Venom was huge um, in October. I mean, that, that October was huge because you had Venom. And then you had Halloween that opened two. I mean, you, you had two movies that opened How did, how did Halloween movies. do? Halloween um open to I'm looking at the numbers right now so I get it correct. 76 million dollars. Okay. Uh, yeah, cuz then it made Gangbusters and it got bad reviews. Well, Halloween I'm pretty pretty sure it got pretty good reviews. Really good reviews. Also opened Gangbusters. I'm looking October oh, October good. was crazy. Oh, open to
1: 76 you said.
0: Yeah, open to 76. Oh, okay. What did it make total? It made 150. Okay. That's usual pretty for good. for you know um for horror, horror movie, films to do do about 50%. Yeah. So all right, yeah. even bigger. So that for that weekend in October, we're on a tangent right now, yeah. but Venom opened yeah. to eighty, Starsborn opened to forty-three, same weekend. Oh, and then the week after that, they both they dropped. Um, Venom made like thirty-five, Starsborn twenty-eight, mm-hmm. and then Halloween opens up, boom, seventy-six. Ooh, uh, killer
1: October. Um, but so you were saying that you would aim for a unusual weekend you are you saying well are you saying tenants on an unusual weekend are you saying labor day is more of a oh okay
0: okay i I was really excited when they moved a quiet place part two to labor day i mean because back back in march it was like okay september you know we're we're probably gonna be out of it that's great um yeah the movie i was thinking of it when it opened up in september um what 2017 yeah 121 million dollars it was crazy. One um, weekend? Oh, one weekend, yeah. One weekend. It, it, weekend it, bro- yeah. It, it made 51 mil on Friday. It was, it's the, it's one, of the, it, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, already at opening weekend and, and horror in general. Um, hmm. And, and it, it's just exciting to see that it doesn't matter. Like It's not about the dates. It's about the product that you're selling um, yeah. to, to make the money. And that's why I've always looked at – I've looked at Labor Day in particular because four-day weekends are huge, for for movies because um, oh, yeah. you get that extra extra day, um, and I think a lot of people think of Labor Day as well. It's that extra day. It's right before school. Who's going to want to go out and do something? But it's I everybody. always thought if you came out with <laughs> the right movie, yeah, you could make a lot of money. So I'm just going to pop trivia at you right now, Joe. What do you think the highest grossing weekend for Labor Day was? What film was it ooh, that has the record?
1: Ooh. Oh my gosh. What do you think it is? Uh, What came out in September? Oh, I don't even know off the top of my head. What could it be? Uh, Can can you give me a year? 2007. Oh, 2007.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, that sounds familiar. Iron Man? Nope, Iron Man was 2008. came out in May, May 2nd. Ooh. (laughs) Let's see. 2007, was that... Was that, like, Batman Begins? Nah, man. Dude, 2005. That was in June. All right. right. Give give me, give me. So the highest grossing opening weekend for Labor Day. So Okay, so (laughs) I'm going to just throw throw a couple numbers at you. So, right, I said that the Halloween remake that just came out, right, made 76 mil Mm -hmm. over three days in October. It was Rob Zombie's original Halloween remake in 2007 with – Twenty-six million dollars. Oh, that's, a... that's the record. Is twenty-six. Nothing has, nothing has beat it since then. So because, that's why they avoid that weekend can... because studios are afraid to put a, put a movie there. But yeah. when you know um, they moved to *Quiet Place* Part Two, they put it there. I thought that was strategic because it's 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 a horror movie too, right. and I mean at the time, and when when Rob Zombie's *Halloween* came out, that was really the start of. The, the remakes of all these iconic slasher well, films. Yeah. Um, and that was for, for, for its time that in that, in mm-hmm. that particular weekend, that's a lot of money, $26 million. Yeah. Cause that's only the three day. Um, mm-hmm. It only ended up making 58. So it made a lot of its money over that period. Um, mm-hmm. And I think in different circumstances, if we came out of um, COVID a lot sooner and a quiet place part two is coming out in two weeks, I think you could have seen a lot of big numbers there. Um, I mean, that was that's a big blockbuster movie because people cause, were really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it Chapter One and it Chapter Two came out both mm-hmm. weekends after Labor Day happened. But imagine if it released on Labor Day, and you still would have had something similar to one twenty one for three days, and then you had that Monday. Yeah. I mean, you're, I, I feel like you were looking at one hundred forty million dollars. Right there.
1: Okay, oh, I mean, it could have made a lot of money, definitely, especially considering the circumstances that were coming out of COVID. If if we were in a better situation entering Labor Day, I'm sure people would have been hungry for movies. Hmm. Um, now, it could have made a lot of money, but now we're in the situation where tenants come in September 3rd. Yeah. And we're not in that situation where we're we reco- we're recovered and everything, and we're hungry for movies. Instead, it's everyone's worried about going to the movies, or at least a lot of rational people
0: are. Scared, right. <laughs> are worried right. about going to the movies. But that's where so, I think you could see, yeah. um, Tenant opening mm-hmm. September third because it's doing it's really it's it's doing this it's opening limited and then kind of pushing out as things open, is um, yeah. you could see it really be oh, I I'm, I'm, I can't remember numbers verbatim but I'm thinking of like when E.T. came out like mm. it just kept making like eight million dollars a weekend for like the whole year like yeah. it, just, it was it was just. <laughs> It was just consistent, and it's. But ET made a crap ton of money. Like, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, it made a lot of money. Like, like. Oh god. Just for frame of reference, I'm just gonna look it up. And this is in, uh, this is uninflated. Um, And of course, the search was like, I have no idea what ET is. Here we go. 1982. In 1982, it made 435 million dollars.
1: Jeez, that's a lot, and that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's great for now, especially considering like probably budget's not gigantic.
0: How about you have is the budget for that movie? Probably not huge. Ten point five million. Okay, so yeah. Oh my god. The four thirty-five is it had two re-releases, so Mm -hmm. it's domestic take in eighty-two was three hundred fifty-nine. That's still that's still a, a lot of money, even by today's, today's players, standards I yeah. mean unless you have Iron Man in your movie no MCU film hits that and this yeah. is in 82 and this is when uh, it op- it's opening weekend was 11.8 million dollars mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I mean come on like it, it, it ran for a wait, long time wait how much money did
1: Captain Marvel make
0: Captain Marvel made I think north of 400 mil but that's in today's money right oh right 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 uh, you're saying
1: back then unless I had Iron Man yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, yeah, I'm sh- like, Sorry, the, yeah, la- the, that that year
0: standards. I you gotcha. Okay. Yeah, 426, yeah. mil Captain Marvel made. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think that was definitely. I mean, you got that, and then Black Panther that broke out. But I mean, mm-hmm. you look at Ant Man. They're both at like 180. Um, mm-hmm. Thor until Ragnarok was really hovering up also the 180. Cap Civil War made 402 or 406. Okay, but nice. but guess what? Robert Downey mm-hmm. Jr. is in that. So there's some sort of um, inflation there. Doctor Strange. You got Doctor Doolittle. Doctor Doolittle is, you know, I, I heard it's a canon MCU film. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 what it's uh, the rebirth snapped. of Iron yeah. yeah, Man.
1: Uh, when he snapped, he actually got pushed into another dimension where he could talk to animals. Yeah. Uh, you know... They really are avoiding that weekend because they are putting out a huge blockbuster movie this weekend at the very end of August with Unhinged. <laughs> and, um, and, you, you mean, know, you got a, a Academy, Academy Award winner, Russell Crowe. He can happen to anyone. It's just, it's just going to make gangbusters. And then you get to September and people are going to stop going to the movies. That's yeah. when they're going to be like, yeah. you know what? Co- it was worth risking our lives for Unhinged. But tenant, I got I got to step back and be respectful toward my family. Mm-hmm. You know, keep them safe. You know, we had the crow the crow man, the crowbar you could call him. The crowbar. <laughs> yeah, but uh it, it's time to pack things up. I'm sorry, tenant. Can't go.
0: So yeah, tenant comes out the third and then surprisingly the third Conjuring movie is still scheduled for September 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, it like goes straight to Shudder or something. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> go straight to Shutter. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. I who knows how updated? I mean, I feel like Box Office Mojo is updated um, yeah, regularly. So I think name. I think that's September 18th. You have The King's Man, um, which is what that's, that's a pre, to that too. prequel to. Yeah, it's King's a prequel
1: Man. to The King's Man. It's based in. I want to say it's, I think it's World War One, not World War Two, mm-hmm. And uh, it looked pretty good. You know, you were missing some of the characters from the previous film, so it is taking a bit of a chance. I believe they're also planning a sequel to the actual Kingsman yeah. at some point down the line, because it's a, it's a fairly popular franchise at this point,
0: um, which is why they're doing a prequel, of course. So uh, I,
1: October 7th, oh. you got
0: Wonder Woman. Um October sixteenth, Candyman is still on the list, and then October twenty third, oh, Death on the man. Nile is there, which is the um what the follow-up to uh Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, what, boy. I, what I think is super interesting looking at October, yeah. I mean looking at the calendar in general is what films are s- supposedly staying and kind of right. vying for this kind of newfound not newfound, but like this this new way of making making money in theaters, mm-hmm. and then you have other films like Halloween Kills got moved a whole year. You had Fast and Furious Nine that got moved all the way to next April. Um, I mean, you've got James Bond supposedly still coming out in November, but you have some studios choosing to move pictures. A, a, I mean, quote unquote, a safe calendar distance away from this, in, in, in hopes to to kind of have that the, the same amount of people show up. But then I they have that. these these other movies on the calendar that it's like, I mean, Wonder you Woman 1984, <laughs> if that came out in June with no COVID, I think you would be looking at, like, a $200 million plus. Honestly. No, it was, it honestly. Was, because Wonder Woman, June the first one, day, was universally acclaimed. People, I mean, that made $400 million on its own, yeah. right? Um, the first one. I mean, going into Wonder Woman 1985 four uh
1: dc had a good amount of momentum going really um you know with aquaman and shazam and um you know they've started to get their stuff off the ground with hbo max and everything which which really by you know june of next year probably could be even bigger because the snyder cut and everything uh you know they're on their way up so i mean Given that Wonder Woman was one of their more successful franchises in this that first phase of DC films, you know, you, you got to think 1984 was going to do pretty well. Mm-hmm. In uh, was it June or
0: July? June. It was supposed to come out in June. I think like 25th or something, or June 5th. It was probably like the first weekend. Right, right, right. But I mean, that yeah, was I mean, before they moved it. They waited a while. It was supposed to be like that was supposed to be the return to, to the theater movie. Yeah. Um, we were hoping in July, right? <laughs> we've been hope every month. We've been hoping. every month. Like, every it's going to be all over soon. <laughs> pushing. So the only hope I think we have right now in New York is that the drive-in theaters get these new pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, cause unless you know, if they don't, then really we're going to be either uh, looking really at, uh, cause let's say there's a point, during all this that every like, like, I, um, just random example, but like you have all, all, imagine all these movies on the calendar and the studios say, okay, you know what? We're going with the same model, 30 bucks on extra yeah, training yeah. service. I think you're really going to have to, you're gonna have to really choose. Um, I feel like me mentally, I would be having to choose more than say going to see three of them within a week's time at the movie theater. Like, I feel like families are going to have to really choose, okay, well, which which movie do we want to see more? Um, so I think outside of that, I mean, it's either drive-ins or waiting until that's an option, it's some sort of on-demand type thing. Yeah. I
1: mean, and, you know, we got a lot – we got to think about the Oscars, too. There's a lot of films coming up that could contend for the Academy Award. I'm thinking, you know, for the other awards – uh, other award shows, best ensembles, got to go to the war with Grandpa.
0: Oh, my God.
1: We, De got, Robert, back, baby. we got Robert De Niro. We got Uma Thurman. Uh, we got Christopher Walken. Should I go on? Uh, can I you go know? on? I think I'm going to go can on. I, then. <laughs> we got Jane Seymour. I mean, it's stacked. I mean, and, and that can contend for multiple awards at the uh, Academy Awards. Not to mention a gold. I mean, I actually guarantee that the war with Grandpa will be up for a Golden Globe at least. Because the Golden Globes are broke as heck for yeah for comedy
0: or something yeah for comedy Golden Globes would just put up whatever yeah. like, I can't even it, it, it could win yeah, Golden Globe Golden yeah. Globes whatever I really think Joe, I'm I'm looking at the calendar right now you're talking about Academy Awards on November twentieth there's an untitled Amblin project with nobody listed with it and I think that <laughs> that has a really good shot at, that could be the at, next at, Adam at Driver film honestly Adam Driver come on can, can he make a, Adam has Driver he meant to add in anything. I, mean, I just watched the report <laughs> the other day. Is he so? God, he has, he, is. Last year was amazing for him. He just keeps he. I feel like he he just picks really good projects too. Because it's not like yeah. I mean outside of and that's probably a discussion for another day. But I think outside of like Rise of Skywalker, really um, yeah. the movies he's in, like even though he's great, everything else around him is also really good. Yeah, um, I mean
1: Wedding Story and. uh and The Report last year were both really impressive films. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've been watching Adam Driver for a while. I uh, Back in the day, I guess, probably late high school. In the, well, I guess it was mostly college. I watched the show Girls, and he just popped right off the screen. He was relative unknown by, relatively unknown by then. And he was just... He was really this the unknown star of the show. They they probably didn't know going in. It was primarily Dunn and um, uh, what's her name, uh, Williams, Brian Williams' daughter uh, from Step Up, not uh, Step Up, um, uh, Get Out. Um, but anyways, he was a real standout star of that. And that star- that show had a number of actresses and actors that were pretty impressive, but him especially. And he has just been really killing it ever since then. And he, I think he makes the most of every opportunity, and um, he's just been
0: great. Now, there's a couple in his uh, filmography that I gotta keep. I gotta go back to like uh, Logan Lucky. I've been trying to watch um, mm-hmm. Black Klansman. I need to see. Both good, yeah. Both good. Um, he's good
1: in both. Uh, I. What's it called? Uh, there's one where he's a. He's a bus
0: driver. Patterson. I want watch that one, too. That's not – I think all these are on – All I mean <laughs> – I saw like, that at the spectrum. There aren't a lot of um, streaming services I don't have, so, like, really mm-hmm. the world's at my fingertips. But um, I just need to sit down and, and watch. I mean, there was a time in my life and You better watch when, them. Yeah, watch <laughs> That I was watching a new movie every day, you know, from um, yeah. t- t- 2010, not twenty twenty. 2010 to plan. 2012 I, I, I kept a spreadsheet and I had like at least a new one every every other day I mean that was um, I was going with my local family video and picking up movies for like 50 cents and now I, I, I've got so much available and I've stopped so outside That's of theaters cute. I find I watch more television series at home than I do movies
1: yeah I mean you look at you look at November and we've got a lot of films coming up that could really um be affected by COVID and you gotta wonder where they're gonna move. I mean, there's gonna be so many movies moving. Mm -hmm. Ironically. Uh but we got of course we got Black Widow, which you wonder like if it gets there, would they put Black Widow on Disney Plus? Would they make that move the same they made with Mulan? And I guess it probably depends on how
0: well Mulan does. Yeah. Honestly, that might be. Yeah, you know, that's a good point, Joe. Like it's uh, yeah. it's their guinea pig to see. Okay, Mulan makes X. Yeah, it's so probably guinea pig for a lot of people too. Black Widow. I, I don't see them. I can see them continually pushing MCU movies, out. Yeah. I don't, because I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like you put, you put one of these on demand. You're going to think of it as that, the, the one that was on demand. Yeah. For like, yeah. The, and I mean, they, t- they, they took the time to get in that stigma. Yeah. I mean, they re-recorded the, the score for Black Widow in this time.
1: Really?
0: Um, yeah. It, they, <laughs> immediately they moved it off the, cal- they, not off the calendar. They pushed it and they uh, scrapped the score and brought somebody else on to do, uh, do revisions with it. Um, my be the one I'm really interested in his, uh, no time to die yeah. because that be was, it was the first one to move on the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember being so angry that day because I didn't comprehend or know exactly how bad COVID was, was, or was going to be. And I was like, wow, they're really moving a, a movie because they're worried about the money they're going to make. But it makes sense because of, I mean, yeah, it wouldn't make any money right no. now because theaters were closed. It. Um, and what I've risked my health safety to see it anyway. So it made, it made sense, but it was just at the time it, our area wasn't affected. So I didn't really think or see yeah. it in that way. Um, so I think that one's going to be, I think they're really going to probably wait and see how October looks before they decide to move that. Yeah. Um December they, there's less gigantic movies, we got
1: free guy, with Ryan Reynolds and Taika Waititi. That was yeah. the one that kind of looked like it was a guy living within a GTA game, perhaps, that realized that he was a video game character and yep, started Yeah, he was taking, an NPC, yeah. Yeah, he was an NPC, and he actually started like making his own decisions. Mm-hmm. And then you got uh, Coming to America, um, which is, of course, the... Um, I guess the, the sequel to the original uh, Coming to America, because you got Coming, the number two, America. Yeah. And then uh, another big one is Dune.
0: Dune. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of people think it's gonna move. You, you probably um, have to, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, well, I who knows? See that who knows that. where we're gonna be in December? We just don't know. That's the that's the thing, and I think, think that's that why some studios on. moved things so far out. Yeah, I'd rather play it safe that way than. I mean, because you've had some that have like, okay, it's gonna come out like *Tenant*. I mean, right? <laughs> yeah, okay, it's gonna come out in two weeks. Ah, it's gonna come out two weeks after that. Ah, yeah. uh, no, it's coming out September third. Um, yeah. So, I, I I just had a thought. Mm, take your time with this, I and mean, we could talk about other stuff while you think about it. But I wanted to yeah. play this uh, interesting little game I was thinking about. All right. So, if there was, you know, like if you think about all of the potential either Oscar nomination snubs or people that you thought you should have or you really wanted to win an award got snubbed yeah. in their year what movie would you take and put on this release calendar to have that person win in their category right I got one off the top of my head because I just saw his name on it,
1: on one of these other movies it's, uh, it's gotta be Uncut
0: Gems and Adam Sandler oh wow <laughs> I didn't even think of that one oh, I would have moved Creed so my man Sylvester Stallone would have gotten his supporting actor that,
1: yeah, not that's possible, good. but no, nah, man. Adam, the nah, yeah, year, Adam man, Sandler, yeah, yeah. What a one easy this year.
0: Yeah, that's how I win.
1: That's how he <laughs> <how> wins. <laughs> oh,
0: Guaranteed man. though, if you moved any Leonardo DiCaprio movie, other yeah, than the Revan, he he won have one.
1: He still wouldn't have one. <laughs> He's still one. Freaking Ben Affleck's gonna win over. Hey, Ben Affleck put in some decent work. He put work in some work. I back. mean, his his acting was pretty good. You know. Yeah. I have the blue. I have the what the Blu-ray? What'd you get me?
0: Yeah, I got got the Blu-ray I think. Well, was that
1: ultra?
0: Uh, and, I don't I, even I know. To anymore, that in there.
1: I don't even know. It's been so long. Mm-hmm. Like, what a month ago? It's too long.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of Ben Affleck, I mean, I, I was screaming from the all oh, right parking lot at work today uh, when mm-hmm. a coworker told me that he, he's coming back as a Batman in the Flash movie. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: It, the Snyder cut has really revived. Uh, some of some of our hope for this franchise, you know. Uh, DC Fandom is this Saturday. We're probably going to see a lot of um, footage of the Snyder Cut and also future uh, Warner Brothers video games uh, for DC. Uh, shout out to Kind of Funny. They're going to be doing a, a whole day stream um, as if it's a huge event, even though I don't think a lot of people are considering it gigantic. Um, but you're gonna see the Snyder Cut. You're probably gonna see more Wonder Woman footage. You can see uh, this, the uh what do you call it? The uh, Suicide Squad uh, game. I'm not sure if you've seen movie footage or any anything for the movie. Uh, um,
0: productions have officially wrapped a while back for that, so I think I think really? yeah, I think you could potentially see some footage for that. I think you could see like uh, a small teaser for Robert Pattinson yeah. and Matt Reeves Batman, because they're really they're they're kind of putting out a lot of news that you think would have been announced during this, like mm. the slow drip throughout the week. So um, I'm, I'm I'm really interested. I mean, DC's it's it's really funny that um, like people perceived Batman v Superman. And then all of the stuff that happened with justice league is like, Oh no, can this be saved? And then, I mean, they kind of had their own good stuff happening. And then it's like yep. the Snyder cuts revived and it's just this newfound interest not newfound but like a revived interest in um the snyder version of that universe um, yeah and and it's them using flashpoint as a way to make all of it kind of be canon at right. the same time i mean i haven't seen the movie i haven't obviously it's not out i'm not a part of the writing team but i think that's a way to bridge those gaps
1: right and, and, and make Michael Keaton Batman again, and bring him into the universe, and then throw Bat Bat Batfleck back out of there, and then you have Michael Keaton leading the Justice
0: League in the next Snyder movie. Can you s- do you think? I mean, they've they've announced. I mean, uh, did they officially announce Keaton? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you know you got Keaton in there. Yeah. You you got got do you think yeah. potentially that they're they like kind of like? Uh, I mean, do you they didn't think have George the- Clooney? George Clooney, Val Kilmer, and Val potentially Kilmer? Christian Bale. I mean, oh my gosh, could you imagine? Can you imagine if they, if, if they Robert really Bangs were it. able to assemble all? Of, and the funniest thing I think about it <laughs> is that they assemble all of Batman's, and it's in the Flash movie. You know? Yeah, like, no, right. Um, that I wonder uh, if
1: they'll have other flashes.
0: Well, no, because he's Flash. So he's he's Flash. He's Flash. So yeah, I mean, you, did he the get the Superman? there right? Um, but I mean. I'll, you know, Christopher, now, Christopher Reeves is not with us anymore, and then you've got what was it, Brendan? Oh, what the hell, what's his name? Brendan Ralph. Brendan, yeah, he, who Brandon played Ralph? Who um, played him in Superman Returns, which is yeah, highly um, underrated, got to say for for it, anybody else. It was there. a very
1: unique film. It had
0: a very nostalgic
1: feel. It had like kind of an old school Superman feel. It, it had a lot of potential. Um. Of course, it had um, oh, who was Lex in that? You know. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey, you know. And do you think they'll bring back Kevin Spacey?
0: <laughs> I don't think anybody <laughs> can bring back Kevin Spacey. Have you seen his videos he puts online where he's yeah, like, like playing like, Frank Underwood? Yeah, and then people die. It's like shortly after. <laughs> it's really weird, but it's not great. Um, I think DC was kind of on to something then. Um, yeah. I mean, you your Batman Begins, Superman Returns um it's
1: a, it's a crying shame that they haven't followed up on um on the new superman series honestly i think
0: and i think yeah. um if the mcu hadn't come first and mm-hmm. they had made man of steel i think you would have seen like maybe a snyder trilogy of that outside of yeah. cuz i feel yeah. like they were like okay they started in 2008 we've got yeah. years to make up for we're just putting everybody in this but um Personally, I I really enjoy the Snyder cut of Batman v Superman. Um, I haven't got
1: to watch it yet. Um, I know they put it on HBO Max. Um,
0: yeah, can I, I I can, I, can I get my damn movie back? Copy of it. Can I get my damn movie back? gave that to you like four months ago, dude.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was like, this shit HBO. is crazy,
0: and you're like, oh, it, and yeah, like HBO Max came out two days later. Yeah. Um. But
1: yeah, you know, and it's funny because I think. I've heard this from other people and that's where I got it from. Uh, But I think that uh, DC kind of got into this rut where they saw that Marvel did a connected universe and they were like, Oh, we, we have to do that. That's how comic book movies do well. Uh, When really they were doing really well with these like kind of individual pieces. uh, And if they just took their time with those individual pieces a little bit more, they could have naturally done a, cinematic universe later on Mm -hmm. um but i think they just they just
0: rushed it and that's a problem do you Um, think if they had like the same exact roadmap yeah like where it was i mean right mcu phase one i'm looking at it right now because i got the i got a whole shelf for it you got yeah iron man incredible hulk iron man 2 thor captain america avengers you got six movies i mean and then i've got the dc ones here you're at man of steel Batman v. Superman if it was on my shelf because someone still has it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Justice League. I mean, yeah. you got the same amount, but I mean you, you fought like it would be like if you followed Iron Man up with Avengers. Really. Um, right. I mean yeah. people say what you will about Iron Man too, because a lot of people are mad about that one for pushing the MCU agenda and leaving all the other stuff behind, but yeah, it wasn't like Thor or Captain America were in that. I mean, you have Nick no. Fury, and you were kind of fleshing yeah. out Black yeah. Widow a little bit, but I mean, Superman's... Batman, Batman v Superman was supposed to be Man of Steel too, and they then... jumped
1: the gun so hard.
0: But, you know, devil's advocate, then we wouldn't have had Batflack. And well, we I wouldn't have we, that amazing you have have had workout, workout scene in it. You couldn't could have, have had Batflak
1: without it? Maybe. Like, I think, you know, if you build up the franchises, like, you have Batfleck, have a few movies where you build them up, and then they come together after multiple movies. You know, you have these established characters clashing and these two characters that you care about, which of course you already care about Batman for various reasons. Um, but, you know, if you if you build up these characters and then they clash and you, you even build up the narrative of why they were clashing rather than having all in one rushed film, I think you could have had a lot better of a situation. But, you know, they're making the best out of the situation now with a Snyder cut and the way they're progressing Wonder Woman and Aquaman. And, um, you know, and hopefully they'll get
0: back to progressing the other main characters, you know? Yeah. Um, I think what they were trying to do, at least, which it's, we're talking about getting like, they went too fast or shoehorn, but I mean, they're really trying to, to jump over everything we've already seen before with Batman. Right. Because we, everybody, has a general idea of his origin story and everything that happened. And I think they they were trying to go for, this is a Batman that's already hardened by everything he's done. Yeah. And and rather than seeing that progression, I mean, you're meeting him at that level automatically. Um, So I think it made sense. I mean, I mean, it's all working out for them now. So, I mean, hopefully it'll all come together. I mean, everything we hear about the Snyder cut is just really Ah. good stuff from the people involved. So, um. yeah I, and
1: uh, you know Flash, Flash we'll see you know there was that controversy with Ezra Miller and I think it, it seems like it's kind of just going away um, because he pushed that fan down and it seemed like they were kind of playful but it, it, it was a little bit of a weird video and you get really? this a lot you know videos taking out of context you don't know what's you don't know what necessarily happened there uh, and it, it doesn't seem like the fans making a big deal out of it but like people are making a big deal out of it so, but I don't know what's going on with that, and I hope that doesn't come back up around the time the, of the release of the movie and make it controversial. You know, right? Um, but unless you really did do something abusive, who knows? Uh, but you know, do you think the Flash bringing back Batfleck? Do you believe that means that Batfleck's back for good and that this is somehow gonna well,
0: evolve I was just, into? I was into reading staying the, with the franchise? Um... I can't remember if it was the Vanity Fair or the Variety article covering it, but when um, I'm going to butcher the last name, but the uh, Flash is going to be directed by this the same director that did um, It. Andy, oh, okay. um, let me find it on here. It's not even on. To, it's Andy Mus- Muschietti, I think. It was. I think it's him. His wife helps produce it. And when right. they had approached um, Ben Affleck, they were really they they thought he was going to say no. And he said he it was like kind of like, well, yeah, I'll do that um, from the sounds of it. And they were talking about how because, I mean, when Ben Affleck was interviewing a lot about after exiting Batman, Mm. he he said he had a hard time getting into like playing the role. But, I mean, you really look at his personal life and everything going on. Like that was one of the Ben Affleck is just up and down a lot in his career. And that was a time, I think, when he was kind of down personally and then you had all the stuff that happened with justice league. And I feel like if I were him, I probably would have said, ah, I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah. But now he's, he's kind of on this the, um, career. He's on another redemptive arc. up, up. Um, personally. I don't know the guy, but from what I see, I think he's doing a lot better. So I feel yeah. like he's at a place where it's like, okay, you know, I, I can take that opportunity back. Um, I mean, definitely, if, definitely. if you think you put in a lot of good work in justice league and then it gets reshot, and cut to pieces. And hmm. now that vision that you were really invested in is coming out. I think there's probably a renewed, um, enthusiasm too there for him as well. Like, all right, cool. Like, cause I feel like some people, I mean, even me, like I love that flack, but I feel like in justice league, it's just, I don't know where his character's at. Man. So I think it's just going to be really exciting for him. And then for fans to see like one vision of the character, Mm. Over the course of a story, so
1: yeah definitely I mean Flash has had such a weird production it's been back and forth, and where who's been producing it and stuff yeah. and I, I don't think that always ends badly Mm-mm. I think it it probably primarily ends badly when a movie has so many changes in production, but i believe I believe Ant Man had a lot of changes in production at the time, if I remember correctly yep, right director anything
0: um for the longest time, and then Peyton Reed came on to do it. Um, but I, I think a lot of the future DC movies have kind of just been like in limbo because they had, they kind of had a roadmap and then they were trying to figure out what audiences wanted and their roadmap didn't look to them. Like it was what the audiences wanted. So then they're like, okay, well we announced the projects, but those projects we don't think they want. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but they never outright canceled them. And now it's like, all right, cool. There's that roadmap. People are actually interested in it still. Let's uh, do all this cool stuff with it. Yeah. I'm Ben Affleck. uh, Even if it's just this one off using the Flash, that's cool. I think, I, I definitely think that he, I feel like his Batman needs some sort of closure. And I think that's one of the things with Batman in general on the big screen at least, is that a lot of them really haven't had an official closure, right?
1: right. I mean,
0: Christian Bale's probably the only one. It's probably the, yeah. Um, you got Michael Keaton for two. Mm-hmm. Um, Val Kilmer for one. Clooney for one. Welcome to the Ice Age. A <laughs> of <Wow>, the trees. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so... I don't know. I'm. Just, I'm. Yeah, I was uh, way too excited for that today. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely gr- it's definitely really
1: good news, especially if you're excited for the Snyder Cut. Like they're they're seeming to to want to keep a lot of these pieces together, um, and that's awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, going forward, I think we're gonna have a lot of great material coming up um Mm -hmm. a lot of you know i think we have a lot of categories coming up you know whether it's streaming or whether it's tv because you know personally i think that with streaming services tv has become much more cinematic and Mm -hmm. um hbo has always been cinematic but now that we have hbo max it's much more accessible for a lot of people Mm -hmm. um and i think the most recent example of that is seems to be lovecraft country um and it seems very cinematic and seems very um a very interesting piece and I, I definitely want to start watching that and i think we have both talked about um possibly um reviewing that
0: as it goes on in the mm-hmm. coming weeks um yeah no I'm down, I think, I'm down for that i think um having something like that and um like just maybe having a movie every once in a while that we both watch mm-hmm. to kind of talk about and have uh definitely be kind of a central piece to this but i mean for anybody who's stuck with us for the the hour right now i think there's a whole breadth of content and different things to go over that i don't think we're going to run out of things anytime soon um so but i think definitely lovecraft country will be fun to watch and kind of um provide some insights and opinions on um and there's always new new movie news and things. I mean, just with DC fandom coming up this weekend, we'll probably have a lot to go over then too. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, this is a, uh, it's really exciting. I love, we love talking about movies and now we're finally trying to get a platform to bring some other people in, you know, on uh, the enthusiasm and on all the stuff we talk about. So um, thank you for anybody out there that's uh, taking their time to get through this, uh, inaugural episode of five, one, eight film house. Um, like I said at the beginning of this, we also have a YouTube channel that we're working with, 518 Post Games, so if you're interested in video games and video game content, um, Joe and I mostly, um, along with a couple of our other friends, have been working on the, on the channel, but we've been really taking any uh, games that have been coming out and kind of playing them um, level by level and having um, discussion on those, so if that's something that interests you. 508 Post Game—that is the YouTube channel. You can go there. But if you're, if you know movie buff, you like movies or television and stuff like that, this is the podcast for you. Um, so, Joe, do you have any last words before we close our first episode for the audience?
1: Well, I, I'm going to close it with a question. Did you know that it seems as though? The SpongeBob movie has been out in yeah. certain theaters.
0: Yes, I saw. I did it. not know this. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow! I, I, you know, I gotta check this out. You know, I was kind of interested in, uh, when trailers were going on. Now, I think a fun segment, really, unless you already know this, is we love Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Now, could you, unless you already know it, could you guess the score that Rotten Tomatoes has uh, for SpongeBob? Was it Sponge on the run?
0: Yeah, the hat it has a score now because I looked like two or three days ago and it didn't have okay. any. Okay. All right. You know it? I don't because it didn't have any reviews when I looked last.
1: Ooh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Let me let me see. I haven't I haven't I haven't checked if it has
0: Okay, one so yet. so before you check, and we okay. can check together. Okay. I'm gonna go with fourteen.
1: Fourteen percent. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'll go in I'll go with thirty one. All right. Let's see. All right, Sponge on the run. No, I don't see it right away. I don't see a rotten tomato score yet. Does it not have a rotten tomato score? Yeah,
0: uh, let's look. Yo, ah. Aquafina's in it. Oh, what? Phew. I know. I know. It the has th- in it. It has three reviews: two rotten, one
1: fresh. Uh, okay, so it only has audience score. Seventy-three percent audience score. Okay, but it had. it's three credit reviews. Uh, oh, two negative, one positive. So that is 33%, really.
0: Yep, so you're closer. I,
1: you know, I'm
0: closer. Price is bad. right rules.
1: You, you would yep. win. Now, uh, one other one, because I, I like this segment. I want to give you one last test, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, there is a movie coming out this week on, I believe, Disney Plus called The One and Only Ivan. Can you guess its current Rotten Tomato score? <laughs>
0: I mean it's a gorilla I He's in a
1: circus he wants to escape i believe Brian Cranston is his uh, is the circus leader
0: 43 23
1: 40 43 43 43 43, 43. okay there's 55 <laughs> reviews out and it has a great score you could say uh one of the best scores you can get actually uh it's at 69% oh god <laughs> Sixty nine. Right. Okay. Well, anyways, heard of the one and only Ivan? Yeah, the one and only Ivan. Yes, it is. Uh, Sam, Sam Rockwell. <laughs> yes, Sam Rockwell is Ivan the gorilla. Angelina Jolie is in it. Uh, Danny DeVito, I believe, is like a what? dog or something. Uh, it, I saw the trailer maybe like a month ago. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be on Disney Plus. Sixty nine percent, solid score. You know. Wow. um, but, you know, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. You know, I, I think that that could be a, f- a fun segment going forward. Yeah, to guess um, it, yeah. Unfortunately, I think we do live – well, I, you know, being away from movie theaters, we may be on Rotten Tomatoes less. So I think we can use that segment, uh, guess the tomato, uh, going forward. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. But anyways, thank you so much for, uh, I guess, humoring that. And yeah, no And no, I had a great problem. time today.
0: Yeah, and me too. I'm looking forward to our next one. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be back soon. I feel like we've got plenty of time and stuff to cover with this. So until next time, guys, this is 518 Filmhouse. I'm Alex. This is Joe, And we will catch you later.